Namaste India and hello to the world. My name is Preeti Chaudhary and I am here today to bring to you Author Spotlight by Preeti Chaudhary. This stream is very kindly powered by StreamYard and sponsored by StreamYard. The guest today here is a friend of mine, JPK. He's actually uh, somebody who's sort of followed their passion and, uh, you know, been there, done that into the startup world. He's a journalist by profession, turned an author now. So let's get this conversation started. For that, we will need JPK into the stream. Let him bring uh, be here into the stream and then let's get kicking. So here we are. JPK, welcome Hi. and uh, good afternoon to you. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Thank you for having me on the show. Thank you so much and welcome once again for the benefit of the audience. This is Author Spotlight with your friendly host, me, Preeti Chaudhary. And my guest today here is JPK, also Jaydevan PK. He is somebody who's building the brand for Freshworks and startups for Freshworks, actually. Somebody who's been a journalist in a past life, who's been an entrepreneur, a co-founder of Factor Daily, and that is still ongoing, a blogger, a podcaster, and many other feathers to his heart. But the latest in that edition is this new book that you see right behind him, right there, which he has written upon the cult fan following of Xiaomi and how that managed to happen in the last 10 or 11 years. So let's get cracking. Let's get the session started. With your permission, JPK, let's set a little bit of context to this whole conversation. Please tell us a little bit more about your background, where you're from, and so on and so forth. The influences, the influences, not what, and everything else in between. Over to you. Thank you. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> Thanks, Preeti. And uh, hi, everybody. Uh, it's, it's good to speak to all of you today. Uh, just very quickly, you know, I grew up in a village in Kerala and I studied computer science engineering. I studied in this uh, school called Kendri Vidyalaya. I studied computer science engineering in a government engineering college. And then I became a journalist after graduation. You know, uh, I became a journalist at some point, you know, I walked into the offices of a local newspaper called the Indian, the new Indian Express. And then I asked for a job. I got the job. Um, and that's how I started. Uh, I became a journalist. Uh, that was the first time I sort of started writing a little bit, you know, talking to people and trying to understand and figure out how things work. Essentially, it was basically um, you taking that chance to sort of walk someplace and asking for something because it's sad, isn't it? Um, if you don't ask, you never get. So there you are. Um, <laughs> you sort you know I just want to add there you miss all the shots that you don't take this is a famous quote right like you know uh, so I had this uh, wild story about me moving to Bangalore so I wasn't the best student in college neither was I the best student in school so and by the end of uh, college I was sort of you know jobless and you know I didn't know what to do uh, but when I moved to Bangalore I um, in, uh, I walked I had a little bit of confidence call it uh, foolishness, you know, of being young and all that. So I took 20 copies of my resume 
and I walked into this office. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you know this, but there's a huge building called Manipal Center in Bangalore. So they have like really small offices of, you know, really, uh, you know, not big companies, but medium sized, small companies. And they have these outposts. So I walked into all of their offices and I gave them all, uh, you know, very surprised people uh, of, you know, they hadn't advertised or anything. So I gave them all a copy of my you know, a resume and I said, if you have a job for me, call me and, you know, maybe I'll, you know, I'll come work for you. Uh, nobody called, but, you know, I just want to say that, you know, I have always tried, you know, I've never said, Ki, hey, that's not for me or, you know, uh, I, I always, I, I, I never self-select. I always try and sort of, uh, you know, put my foot forward and say, hey, uh, is this something I, I sh if, and it's, if that's something I really want to, okay. Thank you for sharing that because, you know, like we said, if you don't ask, the answer is always a big fat no. So there you are. You know, so from there, uh, deciding and walking in into sort of journalistic roles, what were the other creative pursuits that you were sort of taking to hone your skill, your craft? Is there any story or any learning or your own experience behind all of that, JPK? Please share that with us for the audience. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So this was uh, maybe about 13, 14 years ago. I uh, I was uh, in college. I was the uh, uh, associate editor of the college magazine. And I was very proud of the fact, you know, it's not like, you know, a huge big, uh, you know, college or anything. But this is one thing that I was very proud of. Uh, and then, you know, I went on to become the chairman of the college union and then I went on to sort of you know move to Bangalore in search of a job uh, where you suddenly realize hey uh, the whole world doesn't care about who you were you know and you really have to start uh, from scratch uh, so one day I saw this ad in the new Indian Express which said uh, they needed reporters and in those days you know it was kind of a nice job to have uh, it had it came with a lot of respect and you know uh, all of that so I thought I should give it a try I walked into the office of Indian Express and I said, "Hey, um, can I uh, can I can I have this job? I don't have the qualifications. I wasn't trained as a journalist. I don't have the qualifications, but I have been writing a blog. Uh, now I had a blog uh, right from then. It was a passion uh, project. I don't think anybody was reading it, but you know, I I, I just enjoyed doing it. So I I, I showed the editor the blog, and uh, I, I I like to think that I got the job because of that." Uh, and not because I was really cheap to hire. So that's how it happened. <laughs> okay, now that's really nice. But you know, at least you had some body of work to show because you were actually producing that content, writing that stuff. Also, um, you know, you were interested in the startup world and, and probably that is another reason why you were writing that. So how did all of this bundling of stuff come together, JPK? Your interest in startups, writing, writing that blog, self-training to be a journal and then going about walking down this sort of a creative journey that then got into its natural fruition and that is why we are here today. So walk us through that process of sort of bunching everything together, all of those experiences together, please. Over to you. Yeah. So I, uh, when I joined Indian Express, I was in this newsroom where everybody was chasing, busy chasing stories. Uh, so I got busy, you know, from day one, you know, I got sent to assignments, you know, I got sent to cover, you know, so I started as a crime reporter and, you know, for a few days I used to go to the police station, I used to go, go to the crime scenes and all of that, you know, uh, I didn't really have a taste for that, you know, so I moved uh, to write for business journalism, uh, you know, there was a, 
sort of uh, reporter who said, why don't you start writing on uh, annual results and quarterly results and all of that. Uh, I think the only thing I could do at that point was I could do addition and subtraction really well and percentages. So I think, you know, uh, that's good enough, uh, you know, to start off as a business journalist. So I learned a lot. I started writing about Infosys, Wipro, TCS and all these large IT services companies. What happened then was it got a little boring. So at the same point, uh, you know, I also moved to the Economic Times. Uh, where, you know, again, I applied for a job, you know, I got that job and, you know, uh, I, I, there I started covering, you know, uh, mostly mid-sized IT services companies and then Mindtree, you know, all of these guys. And I also assist in covering the larger tech companies. Uh, I realized it was a little boring because every quarter it was the same thing. Like, you know, every year it was the same thing. Uh, not necessarily a bad thing. For a business, it's good because, you know, businesses want to be predictable. Businesses want to be growing at a certain pace. So, but from a journalist's point of view, there is no drama and, you know, there was no, you know, fun in that. So I started uh, getting interested in writing about startups and uh, this was a whole uh, different world. Uh, so I quit the job. I joined and this was uh, India's largest pink paper at that time. Uh, I quit the job. I joined a blog, which was just four people. Uh, actually, no, I was the first employee in that classic sense. Uh, so two of us. And then we hired a couple of more people. So we had four people. And uh, this blog was called nextbigwhat.com. In those days, we used to call it plug.in. Uh, so your story was there. Your story used to write about you know startups. Next Big What used to write about startups. So we were there. Uh, I st w started talking to a lot of early entrepreneurs who are now very big companies. That's how I really got excited about writing on startups and, you know, hmm, their excitement was very infectious. So all of them believed that they're going to change the world in some way or the other. So be it somebody who's developing an educational product or, you know, the e-commerce guys, there were hundreds of them at that point. So all of them were very excited about what they were doing. And I loved writing about them, you know, because this was very different. And I, every week I would write something or the other, which is very different. So that was exciting. And, you know, a lot of training in uh, understanding how startups work, you know, who the people behind it and all of that. Uh, that's how it happened. The funda in life has been to try and bring all of these together in the sense key. Are you enjoying what you're doing? And can you get paid for uh, what you enjoy, what you're doing? Uh, you know, so <laughs> so it's never been, I've never done uh, a boring job in my life, you know, and I hope that uh, stays that way because I've always consciously tried to work myself into a place where I do what I enjoy and I get paid for it. Kind of. uh, it's not easy. Yeah. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. Please go ahead. No, I was just saying it wasn't easy, but you know, I, th I think I was a bit lucky also. So that's how it happened. So. <laughs> Great. No, no, nothing ventured, nothing gained again, you know, JPK. So tell me something, talking to all these startups and this, that, was that there that you got bitten by the startup bug yourself and turned into an entrepreneur? How did that come about? Was it a combination of facts? Was it the energy rubbing off? How? What? Over to you. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I did watch from the sidelines of how so many startups were growing at such a rapid pace. And this was the first generation of startups. So this was mostly about the internet. So computer, uh, desktop and internet. And then the second generation was uh, mostly about the mobile desktop uh, sort of, uh, you know, uh, mostly mobile based companies. Uh, so this was happening. And at that point, you know, I was itching to do something on my own. 
बट आई वॉज ट्राइंग टू थिंक वॉट कैन आई डू एंड एड वैल्यू टू द इको सिस्टम एंड देन आई फिगर्ड अलॉन्ग विद माई को फाउंडर हु यूज टू राइट फॉर टेक रंस एट दैट पॉइंट एंड ही वॉज माई बॉस इन फैक्ट सो वी बोथ डिसाइडेड सिंस टेक्नोलॉजी इज टचिंग द लाइफ ऑफ सो मेनी पीपल हंड्रेड्स ऑफ मिलियंस ऑफ इंडियंस वी नीडेड टू ब्रिंग दैट जर्नलिस्टिक लेंस टू इट and help people make sense of the changes that are happening so technology changed the way we you know live uh, we play and we work so we wanted to bring uh, you know slightly more nuanced writing and that's how we started factor daily uh, we we were lucky we raised some capital from axel partners and bloom ventures uh, who you know gave us a couple of million dollars to to work on the product and see how it goes uh, yeah so that that's how it happened yeah brilliant thank you for sharing that because i think overall uh, you know to get to a point where you are now and i'm going to get to that in just a minute because there is a story behind that as well you need to go through i think a lot of iterations of yourself to reach a particular sort of place wherein everything is in harmony you know so you'd gone and tried writing you did blogging you went and got yourself a couple of jobs then uh, you got bitten by the startup bug so that you said you know let's democratize sort of business reporting in the true sense so let's find a company let's go and then get it funded as well so absolutely amazing and fascinating journey and you know that brings me to the matter on hand and the reason why we are here today is all about to discuss this new book of yours which is a sort of a case study of sorts on the startup world on one of the youngest sort of um, big company of the world but before we get to the actual book shami which is published by harper collins india this is your third book jpk what happened to the first two the the, the first two books died so <laughs> thanks for asking that question because i um when uh, i i feel incredibly fortunate and you know uh, lucky to be able to uh, deliver a book because i've seen uh, that it's uh, you uh, don't always end up finishing a book once you start it so <clears throat> my first book was on red bus and you know i tried um, i tried a lot actually to finish that book and find a publisher and get it published uh, but uh, i couldn't by the time we finished our reporting talking to people uh, writing it down you know it, it took a lot of energy and many hours uh speaking to the founders of red bus and all of that uh it, the time for a book like that had passed so it wasn't relevant anymore uh in time uh, so we decided uh, you know uh we need to needed to shelf that uh so at that when we started uh, the book it was a you know it was india's largest acquisition in the startup space uh, red bus was acquired for 100 million and uh, you know by the ibbo group and we thought this was like the big story right now uh but in a few you know months flipkart said we, uh, f- they've they had raised a billion dollars so you know uh, things move really fast in the startup world and it, that story really got lost its relevance and we had to sort of shelve that book uh the second book uh, was on flipkart itself uh i uh, we had a in fact we had a publisher uh so which is penguin like you know and um, one of the biggest publishers in the world so uh we had a contract we wrote all of that we started reporting on that uh i was running the startup and trying to write the book and we had a baby in between so uh, you know it, it was just too much like you know for me to be able to deliver that book uh we uh, i mean we finished a lot of work uh 
but again you know uh, it, we couldn't publish it so which is why this book is special for me it's my first book and you know i think i went in very deliberately and uh, yeah thank you i went in very deliberately and i went in with a lot of uh, conviction that no matter what i'm going to finish this and uh, you know by everything fell in place and i'm happy that you know it's finally out brilliant you know so let's get to um, the story of essentially this book of yours which is xiaomi how a startup disrupted the market and created a cult following published by harper collins india tell us how did you arrive at this idea what was so fascinating about xiaomi that you walked down this lane i know you had been uh, sort of in the startup world observing listening learning why xiaomi and where did that idea come from in the first place and before we sort of uh, get there i want to share a quick fun fact um, you know a little bit of fun facts about xiaomi so as you know jpk just yesterday april 6 was xiaomi's 11th birthday so it is happy birthday to xiaomi it started as a small business 11 years ago on the 6th of april 2010 in hangzhou china so that's fun fact number 1 and basically the fun fact number 2 is manu who is the vp of xiaomi and mb of uh, md of xiaomi india has been a me fan for over 8 years that is even before he was an employee so that's fun fact number 2 now let's get to the bit about how the idea why the idea and how did you go about it what do you thanks uh, so there are both personal and you know sort of business sort of reasons why you know this idea worked for me one is like i was saying when i was at the indian express uh, you know i used to have a small uh, section in the supplement in which we used to carry uh, stories about gadgets so we used to uh, you know so companies like samsung micromax and nokia were like all the time on that page uh, xiaomi didn't exist back then and you know soon indian brands took over uh, you know we had micromax lava and all these guys so i i was interested in technology right from the beginning as we went along i also discovered that in my journey i used to have a nokia phone it was a feature phone but then i started making a little more money i moved to a smartphone you know that was a micromax phone and then at some point i wanted a better phone and this is when i encountered xiaomi for the first time so i was covering flipkart and i heard uh, you know their uh, communications team called us to the flipkart office and said hey something amazing is going on xiaomi uh, is, there's a phone company called xiaomi and they're doing a flash sale why don't you come and watch it uh and uh, so i went there and i realized that you know phones were being sold in like 5 6 seconds flat out so and people used to wonder if the website is you know glitching or you know if the whole you know the thing and thousands of people were like really couldn't wait to get the hands on this device so i wondered why you know what's happening why is this phone special uh so it turns out it was very intentional you know the way the company was built and the way the devices were being sold uh and that's how i start i got interested in xiaomi as a company i have not kept in uh, sort of uh, not really tracked a lot about uh, the specifications of a device or you know which device is better or, or what device is better uh, i've not been a gadget reviewer but i've been really interested in uh, learning how companies are built you know how what are the strategies that work 
what works for marketing you know how are how do leaders build teams that are passionate about you know growing uh, fast growing companies and and in that aspect i found xiaomi as a good opportunity to illustrate you know a uh, lot of elements of strategy that really work for companies that are successful so uh, from a business perspective so if you look at you know uh, xiaomi is right now number 3 in the world like you know the the third largest smartphone maker in the world this is just in 10 years now if you wind back apple started in 1976 samsung started in 1930s you know so uh, how did this really young company you know beat uh, these two large i mean not beat is close to or you know is in that in the same league as these companies with with so much legacy and so much technological prowess right like and on top of that this is a chinese company which is never china's never known to have built global products you know uh, they used to be always the factory of the world so you had nike manufacturing from uh, china but there was never a chinese sneaker brand you know you had uh, you know and the same thing applied to smartphones you had you know a lot of uh, smartphones being made in china but never you know brands that other people would love and trust and this is how i thought xiaomi was different and uh, i thought there's a huge story there and you know i started talking to people and the book happened so okay so that's about how did that happen tell us a little bit more about you know the writing journey all about maybe the highs and the lows the emotions involved you know uh, at the same time you're writing you have a young baby at home and so many other things to sort of take care of and think about so were you at like an even stretch all the time or sort of a you know um flat surface or were you roller coastering through your own emotions how did you manage that did you ever have writer's block and all the rest of that creative side of the journey please walk us through that over to you <laughs> sure uh so when i um, sort of uh, the topic was interesting for me so that uh, powered a lot of you know why uh, you know and uh, it it sort of you know pushed me through a lot of difficult times uh but uh, i think the difficult uh, i had help like you know one thing i realized from my previous two failed attempts is uh, don't try to do it alone so for example what i did was i found somebody who was really good at researching you know uh, these things uh, so uh, and she helped me sort of bring a lot of things together in terms of you know uh, a lot of things that i may not have otherwise found time to do so i had help there you know and uh, all of these people i am acknowledging in the book you know which is and i couldn't have finished it without them so i did that you know uh, so that was number one there were days on which you don't feel like writing at all but and there are days in which you know you write a lot uh, what i did was to be very disciplined about it you know uh, i don't think creativity uh, necessarily means uh, a lack of discipline or you know you work in bursts of you know brilliance uh i think creativity is also practice and you know a little bit of you know the more you practice and the more you do it the better you get at it so you know i i have always believed that you know you take one day at a time you know one page at a time a few paragraphs at a time and you just do it like you know there's there's no secret formula to it like you know you do it for uh 30 days you probably have a book in your hands so <laughs> i mean not 30 days i mean say 90 days so <laughs> thank you so much for that and before we move on here are some quick fun facts again as uh, jpk already said xiaomi is the third largest and fastest growing smartphone brand it is the world's largest consumer iot platform 
one of the world's youngest brands to enter the Fortune 500 and India's number one smartphone and first smart TV brand. So those were some fun facts. Now take us through the journey of, um, did you always decide to go to a publisher or use an agent, self-publish? How did HarperCollins happen? So take us through that journey also, because for a lot of aspiring writers in the audience, there is this dilemma of going self-publishing or going themselves scouting or sending an agent scouting. Take us through that piece for a little bit. Over to you. Okay, so uh, you remember how we talked about, you know, building uh, I and mean, bringing all this together, right, in the beginning of this conversation. So I think uh, uh, this is essentially that, in my case at least, that people knew that, you know, I write, people knew that, you know, I had a sort of inclination on business, I had done a bunch of things and all of that. So uh, the publisher reached out to me and this is where I said, you know, uh, I, I consider it a little bit of luck and I also consider it a little bit of uh, did I uh, I mean I did uh, you know put myself out there you know I did project myself out there I did uh, do a little bit of branding around hey these are the things that I'm passionate about and uh, I kept talking about it so that's how one of those things happened I met and built a lot of relationships in that journey like you know I met I've met fellow journalists, you know, uh, you come across as authentic and, you know, honest and genuine uh, and, uh, you know, who doesn't shy away from hard work. I think that really helped, you know, so uh, people would sort of want to associate with you. People would want to, you know, uh, uh, and not because they gain anything out of it, just because you're, you, you, you know, uh, uh, so it's, it's just that, like, you know, so uh, I think it helped that I built a brand for myself. Uh, you know, at some level, uh, it helped that, you know, I was, uh, I took some risks early in my career about, you know, by, you know, going from India's largest paper to, you know, start a blog, you know, uh, I never optimized for money in that sense, you know, salary was a question, but that was not the important question. I didn't decide to switch jobs because of salary. I decided to do it because what I was going to do was exciting. And, um, you know, so all of this came together with the book, you know, and this is, you know, one of my one of my friends who connected me to the publisher, you know, and uh, shout out to that friend, you know, so, uh, so all these relationships, all of this uh, really helped me when uh, the time came to actually deliver on a book. And I had a lot of failures. So it all added up and said, do, if you do all of these things, again, you're going to fail. Uh, you know, and do these 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 things. The the chances of you actually delivering a book are uh, big. Uh, in that regard, uh, one thing that really helped was, uh, you know, I was reading this book by management guru Clay Christensen, who said, you know, uh, you can have all the strategies in the world, but if you don't back it with execution, it's not going to work. And execution, yeah, right? Like, you know, so I I had this uh, two contracts earlier. I didn't uh, do it because I wasn't executing. And he said, the execution here is, uh, in this case, is your time and, you know, the amount of resources that you allocate to it. So uh, what happened, what was happening earlier was uh, I wasn't able to dedicate 100% of my time because you need a paycheck and you need a, uh, need to work. Uh, so I figured if I at least do 50% of that and figure out ways for other people to contribute 50% of their time into the book, I think that that should make it work. And that's how it, uh, it delivered. The question about you know publisher versus no, you know self-publishing, 
uh i would say in today's world you get uh, you know uh, if you get a publisher that's great you know uh, it kind of gives you a lot of uh, branding and support and they help you distribute better uh, but if you don't that's also fine you know i have friends who've written books and you know become fairly successful just by self publishing uh, on amazon and you know on the kindle bookstore and all of these places uh, i think the distribution exists uh the uh, the real thing is to be out there and keep doing it over and over again like you know uh, if you wrote a book and it flopped you know maybe uh, you know it's it, don't give up like you know maybe it's your third book which you know uh, which becomes a hit maybe it's your fourth or the fifth book and uh, that's when it will lift uh, all the other books as well uh, and over and you will learn so much by doing it again and again and you will get better and better by you know as compared to your peers uh, so i think all of these things really help uh, i wouldn't really obsess too much about do you want a publisher or not uh, the idea is to start doing it and commit to it well there you go you know something after which my own heart lies that is it's all about action and execution ideas you can make taj mahals and hawa mahals in the on paper but if you actually yeah. do not go and lay the first brick you can never build it so you spot on another thing you know a very interesting one here jpk um again a cult startup and so on uh, writing this book would have sort of enhanced your own uh, learnings and so many sort of in, um, great insights you know there are lessons to be had from uh, shami as a disruptive startup so what are those couple of two three things that we can uh, the startups the um, enthusiasts who are into wanting to build startup so anything else that can take away from this book so if you if i were to ask you and i know your book is available for pre order now launching on 15th of april but give me top 3 takeaways learnings from writing this book please in your words over to you yeah absolutely so uh, xiaomi is um, in my mind it's a it's a generational company it's it's a huge paradigm shift from how chinese companies were doing business before and how they are going to do business in the future uh with the caveat that uh you know china um, sort of doesn't piss off too many other countries so <laughs> which is going to play a huge role in how chinese companies globalize right like you know so uh with respect to xiaomi uh, so lei jun the founder of xiaomi is uh, was an entrepreneur who's been at it for 20 uh, you know odd years he's an elite athlete if you look at it uh, from that perspective and when it came to really launching xiaomi he had a lot of business acumen and failures like you know uh, and learnings from those failures uh, so xiaomi also said uh, something very different which is we are going to listen to the consumer very closely and and in their case they became fans very closely and not just pretend to listen but actually listen to it and bring it on to our product philosophy uh, and bring it on to our marketing philosophy and bring it on to our customer support everything so i'll tell you how this is different like for example in those days you know phone companies would decide okay these are you know the features these are the available technology and they'll put together a device now all of this got commoditized at some point and xiaomi said no customers are saying uh, you know this is what we want uh, and xiaomi's goal was can we deliver that at a very uh, you know credible pricing and that really helped xiaomi become the brand that it is today you know and create those fans so i'll give you an example when you know 
so nokia had you know uh, touch screen phones way before smartphones came in right like you know and but they used to use uh, you know uh, resistive screens and you know uh, the logic was that you know and sti- and a stylus the logic was that you know in cold countries you know nobody is going to take off their gloves to operate the phone uh, and this is what the designers uh, thought but uh, you know if you look at the next wave of consumers they came from asia and you know countries like china and india these are not cold countries like you know and because xiaomi and you know the, uh, we yeah right like so we were listening to consume because xiaomi was listening to consumers it was it's kind of an obvious choice right like you know so those are the difference between you know a company that listens to its users versus a company that you know is designing you know from a tops down kind of approach so this is a paradigm shift like bottoms up design you know democratically designing products so xiaomi would ask you know have their bulletin boards you know fans would vote for features and within like a couple of weeks they would ship a new feature so then you feel like wow these guys are really listening to us uh it's called the ikea effect right like you know if you build the furniture and even if it's a little teda you'll still feel like okay this is great or you know if you cook something you know it go it gets a little burnt you would it would still taste great for you so same thing with fans you know when they saw that you know the company was building products listening to them very closely they became like very big advocates and it essentially became an army of fans and they would you know back xiaomi to the hilt you know in through tough times through great times and that was the fundamental difference with you know how xiaomi was built versus several other companies and if you look at uh, the other thing hiring fans as employees right like you said manu was a xiaomi fan like you know 8 uh, uh, you know 8 years ago now the difference a fan brings to a company is passion and so much energy that you know they're going to work you know so much harder than a normal employee right like you know uh, so if you take uh, an example from nike you know in its early days nike used to hire all the track and field athletes you know uh, because they bring that passion and they bring that nuance of building athletic footwear now uh, is the same thing with xiaomi like you know the early employees several of them were you know xiaomi fans so they bring that energy and they work like you know more than anybody else who's typically a digital marketing professional or you know a sales guy and all of that so i think that's that that was another master stroke from xiaomi absolutely you know it is basically turn your fans into your ambassadors and your employees and then nobody has to work a day because everybody will be living their passion you're bang on with that one you know so thank you for sharing you know those insights are absolutely amazing and i think there's a lot to be learned from any of these journeys because end of the day they all full of people and people are full of passion and it is people and passion that deliver the product or the service or whatever else that one is trying to do so um tell me wh- another thing jpk you know um two aborted books one sort of book which is almost ready to be out next week i know there've been a lot of hype but tell me about some of the lows the the moments of self doubt and the moments of you know are mai nahi kar sakta or you know it's too much the, that's it let me pack my bags and go home kind of a thing because i think it is extremely important to also be talking about those feelings so that the audience gets a balanced view of it's not all bed of roses there are thorns also in between so it's over to you <laughs> yeah sure so there were um, you know many such instances uh, so uh, for example when i signed the book 
I had, uh, we were just shutting down Factor Daily in its previous avatar. So that was a very difficult period in uh, my career. And, you know, uh, and in fact, it was very stressful on my family as well. Uh, but they stood by me, you know, I pushed through. You know, uh, I think what really helped in those days was um, to have a lot of friends and well-wishers sort of be with you. Uh, and uh, also, I started running in those days. I started, I took up, you know, 5Ks and 10Ks and, you know, started doing that. I think that really helped me pull through all of those difficult times. Uh, and then the fact that, you know, uh, I would sit up late night and, you know, uh, maybe three, two, three hours I would dedicate and work on the book. Uh, these are three, four things that help. But there have been like many days when you feel like you don't want to write or, you know, uh, you feel like, hey, uh, this is not coming together and all of that. Uh, but I, I kept thinking, ke, hey, one feet in front of the other, one step at a time. And, uh, you know, in a few months, it was ready. So, you know, I didn't, uh, one of the earlier lessons for me was, you know, if you want to do something really big, uh, don't try any heroics, like, you know, uh, do it like one step at a time, like, you know, you, uh, you know, the more uh, heroisms you try to do, you will fail, you know, you have to be very deliberate about it, one brick at a time, and that's the only way all these things get done, so, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely right, you know, spot on over there. And I was sort of um, looking through the website. And by the way, um, the book is available for pre-order at www.therealjpk.com. So the audience, yeah. if you would like to pre-order until about April 15, go there. Otherwise, up after April 15, go to Amazon or Flipkart or anywhere else you buy your digital books. Once again, it's www.therealjpk.com. Go and pre-order now. Coming back to the book I, again. I, I have a quick thing to add. If um, if you're if if you're listening to this chat and you know you ha you want to give us a shout out on your social media, um, we I I will give away. I mean I will give away three copies of the book to you. I will send it to you um, with uh, you know I will sign it and send it to you. Uh, if uh, if you want to give us a shout out on social media, so you know just tag me and Preeti and we'll make that happen. Great. So, audience, here you are. Three books are up for grabs. All you need to do is give a shout out on social media, tag JPK, tag uh, also Spotlight by Preeti Chaudhary, and like JPK says, we will make it happen. Send it to you. So, coming back to the book again, great forward, huh? Girish and uh, so many others over there. Um, what was it like uh, getting them to sort of go through your book? What was the feedback like, the initial stories, the sentiments? Take us through that uh, little <laughs> journey of yours as well, JPK. Over to you. So honestly, you know, they were very kind. Uh, I think uh, it helped that I had uh, built a relationship with them. The I, I've known them for many years. So if they're endorsing something that's coming from, let's say, me, uh, they, they, they're not too worried about this going sideways, you know, uh, so that, that, I think that was the only criteria. Uh, I, I don't, I, and if I'm being really honest, I don't think they've read the whole book, right? Like, you know, so I, I, I would, uh, I sent them a, a summary of sorts of, these are broadly the things that I talked about in the book and, you know, can you, uh, you know, endorse the book? 
and uh, all of them were very kind you know i uh, kunal uh, loved the book girish who's you know the founder of freshworks he loved the book uh, so yeah i mean uh, just been very lucky to be have known all of these people amod who is the founder of udan you know uh, yeah so uh, like the book hemish uh, mckenzie who is the founder of substack you know i've been uh, in touch with him for many years hemish uh, was one of the early writers on china uh, from the valley uh so i i've been in touch with him so when the time came you know he was happy to do it for me uh so i think all those relationships really help so there you go you know what is jumping out to me here is building relationships and nurturing them over the years and i think you uh, your writing for uh, the business and startup world i think cemented those relationships all along the line and then it was a natural progression for girish and amod and uh, Kunal, by the way, he just turned a unicorn a couple of days back uh, to then come back and endorse it for you. So that's great lesson for the audience: build and nurture those relationships, people. That's really important. Now then, um, what's next? Will it be like um, you know a, a case study on Freshworks, or will it be on uh, say Sridhar, Vembu, <laughs> or what? I know it's too soon to ask, but I'm sure. once bitten is like you know bitten forever so what is going on in that head of uh, jpk over to you so um i know that there is a book uh, coming out on freshworks um very soon uh, i don't know when though but and that's uh, you know hopefully that's going to be a big book i i'm involved in very small ways not uh, you know a big deal uh, but my former colleague pankaj and you know who was also my boss uh and josie who is an editor who i really respect uh, you know so these two guys have come together and they're working on the book uh it should be out very soon uh i think that's going to be a very exciting story to read uh again you know a very transformational company uh just like you have the xiaomi story from china i think the freshworks story is from india uh, to the world uh i think that's a great story there i am working on a book you know with um you know with Professor Vijay Mahajan of University of Texas on how India is navigating centuries and how digital technologies are um, sort of uh, changing consumer behavior in the world's largest internet market. So this is another you know book that I'm working on that should be out by December. You know uh, I've got a bunch of podcasts and all of these things running, so it keeps the creative juices flowing. So <laughs> yeah. brilliant. So audience, you heard it first here. His next book is out. in which he plays a small role uh, with fresh, uh, about fresh works rather in a couple of months and then his sorry i need to correct you there that's not my book <laughs> no i know i'm i'm saying so which yes. you play a little part of writing something but the next yeah. actual book which you're co-authoring with the professor good professor from texas that is out in december people so yeah. you've been warned right here at author spotlight now then um you know um, i know podcast blog writing thinking and ideating for the next book what else is it that you do to sort of get those um, gray cells ticking and refresh do you do a lot of reading do you do sample writing what is what is it that sort of gets you to get more practice out of sort of churning out these tomes back to you yeah so the single biggest thing that helps any writer is reading uh you know and uh, i mean i in my career it's really helped me uh reading not only gives you tells you who the best in the business are how they approach stories and how they do things 
but it also sort of educates you so if you go to the gym uh, to build your body you go go pick up a book uh, it's it's like the gym for your mind uh, and that's what reading does for you um, you could uh, i i learn i i i listen to podcasts a lot uh, and in terms of practice i write a weekly column you know i don't um, yeah, i i don't miss a single week you know uh, and uh, i f- i feel like building those habits are important uh and that's when it all adds up it compounds as you go along um i have some tips for writing you know i recently wrote a small you know uh, put together a small thing of uh, how you should if you're an early writer you know what are the things that you could you know sort of go through uh i can share that here you know if you like so but you can also hit me up on linkedin i can share that as well there as well so no no please i would get that uh, as a sort of take away at the end of this conversation so please okay. just hold on to that for for one sure. more second um but you know sort of um coming to all of this like i said you know the emotional roller coaster rides any regrets so far in this journey of yours what could have been or if i had done this or if that could be that or any other thing over to you <laughs> so there's always this feeling that you know i could have done it better uh, given i if i had this this or that uh, the thing is uh, i think uh, but, uh, what's important is you did it you know and i did it kind of thing so which i feel very grateful about but now when i go back and read the book i feel like hey i could have added this i could have you know maybe deleted that i could have changed this in a certain way and all of that uh, that is the part of it like you know um, and again it comes back to uh, what i learned from newspaper days like you know every day your story is out there and so every day you would think oh uh, you know well, i could have done this better you know i could have written it differently in that sense i would i could have added this uh, but you get to live with it and you know you uh, do your best the next time you make it better so that's about it it's there's never going to be a perfect product i feel like you know uh, otherwise people will just not do things absolutely spot on and here you are jpk your 15 seconds of pitching the book why should i go and buy xiaomi the startup that disrupted and made a cult fan following pitch it to me off you go <laughs> okay i wasn't co- expecting this but i will for 15 seconds here goes if uh, you are a founder if you are a marketer if you are a content person if you are uh, if you are interested in learning about how great businesses are built this is a book that you must pick up because it has it unpacks all the elements of strategy with real world examples and how things actually work in the real world so that's that's my pitch to you <laughs> Thank you so much. I think that speaks a lot because it does talk about the why and the how as well by you know real life anecdote. So people once again a quick reminder the book is ready for pre-order at the realjpk.com after 15th of April. Please log into your Amazons and Flipkarts and buy it from there. It costs rupees 499 and will be delivered to you. Remember the offer a shout out after today's episode three copies up for grabs signed and delivered to your door now before we end this excellent conversation jpk now is the time when i would request you to please give away some tips and tricks the do's and the don'ts to the aspiring writers or the young minds 
that want to go down on a book writing journey same as you same as many others that are that have been there done that or will be going to do that over to you my dear friend thank you so um this is all stuff that i have learned from masters and i am by no means a master so i am just a student uh so i'm going by people like stephen king and you know uh who have written like you know dozens of books and you know stuff so uh so stephen king has this interesting you know sort of uh, heuristic which is you know uh, you need absolute mastery on grammar vocabulary and style so these are the three things that you would have as a writer in your toolbox now uh so that's that's one thing so park that aside and then you have uh you know th- this is something that i add which is you know you need to be practicing a lot you need to be reading a lot you can imitate and then you can improvise and you can then you can edit so these are the five things that i would recommend which is uh so in my case because i was a journalist i got the practice but you can get the practice by starting a blog or writing on medium or linkedin in fact you know you could write uh, uh, very good instant feedback you'll get if you start writing on linkedin so this is so i would say practice uh, practice writing for an audience uh, you know don't pra- write for everybody out there in the world who would listen practice uh, uh, writing for uh, what seth gordon would say you know the minimum viable audience you know so uh, very be very specific about who you're writing for uh and then read uh, you know uh, in the in and around the area that you want to write about or you know that you're passionate about uh you automatically start imitating as you read more you start imitating the people that you read more your style becomes one with them at times you know you start uh, and then you start improvising you know when you know what's the status quo you're able to up or down the game from what's the status quo in that sense and then finally you know editing so this is very important uh, which is you know, once you go finish you know the manuscript or you know the writing etc etc uh keep it aside you know uh, let it cook for a few weeks come back to it and uh, look at it with a fresh pair of eyes uh you know in the meantime you can you might also want to send it out for others to read and all of that uh look at it with a fresh pair of eyes and really edit it take out the unwanted stuff you know the fluff you know the words that don't fit you know all of that uh, and i think you will have a bo- uh, you know book or at least you will become a better writer there are five books that i want to recommend to you which have helped me uh so there is a book uh, on writing which is by william zinser a beautiful amazing book uh, there is a book by ann lamott uh, it's called bird by bird again a very good book on you know how you can become a writer uh, on writing a memoir to the craft by stephen king this is another book that i really love uh, elements of eloquence by mark forsyth and then the whole old classic which is elements of style by strunk and white so these are the five books that you know help you uh, you can also use tools like grammarly and you know hemingway editor and all of that so th- these are also not too bad uh, just one more thing when you're writing uh, be specific it adds a sort of uh, you know punch to your writing so just to pick an example if somebody says you know i'm going to kill you it doesn't sound very scary but if somebody says i'm going to kill you on a tuesday it's a lot more scary so because it has specific details right so the, this is important the details are where the story uh, lies so as you write you know be very detail oriented uh, it, i'm not saying be verbose but don't miss out the essential details uh, that's it uh, preeti uh, those are my sort of you know condensed learnings <laughs> thank you so much for sharing those jpk but last but not the least 
any one anecdote or real time example that has stood out to you while you wrote this book Xiaomi the startup that disrupted the world by turning fans into cult following the best sort of example of epitome of everything and that really spoke to you and to your heart and to your mind please share that one with us over to you so so uh, this is an example of how fans really worked uh, how Xiaomi actually kicked started the you know f- uh, Uh, made their customers loyalists right like you know um, now uh, this has been you know i i uh, i picked it up from one of the one of shami's co-founders you know uh, so the story is basically that uh, an old man walks into you know a shami store in china and he says that you know hey it's my grandson's birthday and shami only allows me to buy online i don't uh, have an online account so how do i buy it uh, the frontline staff um, bought the phone on behalf of the customer using her own money her own online account and gave the phone to that uh, that man and that man was super happy he came back and you know he paid the money to uh, you know this thing uh, to the uh, customer exp- uh, you know experience person uh, this uh, speaks to uh, uh, the company's culture as to putting the customer first uh so in uh, you know in process driven hierarchical companies uh the customer experience person or you know the frontline staff is not empowered enough neither are they passionate enough to make this decision and say ki uh, i want to delight this customer they would say our policy does not allow this uh but uh, just by you know this example it shows how you know how much uh, you really care about your fans and you know or your your prospective customers so that man was super happy and then you know uh, he becomes a fan right like you know and then his grandson becomes a fan all of that right like, so i think uh, this is how transformational big generational companies are built by really putting customers first this was uh, an example that really stood out for me yeah. thank you so much for sharing that and with that we are at the end of this conversation this has been an exhilarating session of author spotlight with your host me priti choudhary and my guest today was my dear friend jaydevan pk also known as jpk author of the book xiaomi how a startup disrupted and made a cult out of its fan and their following available on amazon and flipkart at a mouse or a smartphone near you starting april 15 this stream was very kindly sponsored and powered by streamyard inc This is Deepi Chaudhary and JPK saying take good care, namaste India and goodbye to the world. Until the next time, I'm looking forward to having JPK back in the studio for another session of Author Spotlight come December when his officially second, unofficially fourth book is out on the stand. So with that, JPK, thank you so much for being my guest and talking to us today. I'm sure the audience has picked up a lesson or a two or a few. all the best for the launch may the book go from strength to strength and uh, it is over to you for any last words and then we will say our bye to everybody here over to you uh, you've said most of the things but if you want to follow me on twitter i'm at the real jpk i talk about startups technology and uh, you know cryptocurrencies because it's <laughs> it's the fad now but i uh, you know uh, i'm really looking forward to all of you reading the book and leaving a review for it on amazon or feel free to write to me so that i can improve for my next book 
thanks so much for uh, this opportunity preeti and thanks for listening in thank you so much and jpk is also available on linkedin please write a personalized note to him reach out dive deeper into all kinds of work whether it is creative startup xiaomi books travels food whatever it is dive in and have a good time at that so this is your host preeti choudhary signing off from this edition of author spotlight take care goodbye folks thank you <laughs>